0: Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia, provided by the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. Every day, we encounter risks. How we manage that risk, how we navigate to ensure that we don't have any accidents or concerns or how we can best recover from any challenges is a really key aspect to life that we often take for granted, and it's so important in the construction industry. And that's one of the topics we're going to dive in today with our guest from Madison Risk Group. We're really privileged to have Ron Ebert, President, and Bill Burke, one of the leading team members at Madison. Bill, it's great to have you. Thanks for taking time out. Thank you. And Ron thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, Ron and Bill, Madison Risk Group. Tell us a little bit more about what is Madison Risk Group. And Ron, I'm going to start with you if you could describe for us what that actually means.
1: Madison Risk Group is the name of our company. We are a construction specialist in property and casualty insurance. What that does mean is we put the trades together with the insurance carriers, help them transfer the risk, assess the risk, And place their insurance programs.
0: And I know this is going to be really nuanced, but how does that translate to an average person who's listening to say, okay, I get it. A construction company needs to ensure that their workplace is safe and they need to take precautions through insurance coverage. Is
1: that reasonable? Is that how it kind of flows? What we try to do is identify every type of risk a construction company might face, whether it be their automobile fleet, most importantly, their employees, making sure they're safe, and get home safely at night, their liability risks, whatever risks come from the business that they, uh, that they are in. Those are the types of risks we assess on a daily basis for the trades in the area and help them identify them and protect the owners and the employees from the exposures that they face.
0: And in the construction space, that's really an important issue. I know that uh, safety is top of mind for everybody in the construction space. And Bill, I want to turn to you because you have actually a unique perspective, uh, if I understand it correctly, occupational safety degree out of Millersville. correct? And that's really been your focus is safety in the workplace, which is so important in the construction space. And how do you balance that with the type of services that your team at Madison provides?
2: So, you know, getting out on job sites and being out in front of the workers and with training and job site inspections and talking to them about you know why it's important that they want to go home at the end of the day and you know that we're here to keep them safe right you know right now it's i think the the trades are very very good at training their employees and they're and they're doing a very good job of educating even the, like the the foreman the superintendent in 2018 has been come up from his the apprenticeship program being taught safety right. whereas you know, in the 1980s and early 90s, you didn't really have that as much. You know, it was, it was a smaller component. You know, maybe that superintendent that was there, you know, he came up with a guy who taught him from the 40s and 50s, right? right. So, you know, and that's, you know, just get in the hole and go, you know, and, and you, you can't do that nowadays. And I think owners and, and job site management, safety is a bigger component of the job. Everybody's looking at it because you can sell. It, it's a way to differentiate yourself from, from somebody else. You know, if i got a contractor that's really out in front of their safety, you know, the insurance company is going to be really, really impressed with, with that and really want to get involved with these guys. Whereas if you have somebody that's not as much, well, then maybe that's our job at that point to try to get them to that next level and right. move them up and get them to be a little bit better than they are and then better than they were before and even better above that.
0: So you mentioned two things that I wanted to come back and visit first with you, Bill, and then Ron, I want to turn to you on this topic as well. But you mentioned job site and you mentioned distinguish. Or make a distinction. So I know you've had experience working on job sites. I got to imagine that's got to be a benefit when you're talking with a company about how to best manage their risk.
2: It certainly is, and to be able to establish a rapport with field personnel as well as the you know, the senior management, it's key. It really yeah. helps. You know, if you're out there seeing you with them. You know, it's hot. You're out there. When it's hot. You're out yeah. there when it's cold. You that's know. Right. You've it's been not, there. You've been there. So yeah. you know that's one of those things that uh, you know certainly helps us out.
0: And that experience really allows you to relate well not only with the uh, men and women in the field, but with the company that is yep. hiring you to, to make these assessments. And Ron, I know that you and Bill bring a level of experience and expertise that really is unique based on your level of service and experience in the industry. Talk
1: with us about what I refer to as the Madison Risk blueprint. Sure. Typically, an insurance brokerage represents all different types of industries and sells every type of insurance. MRG is a little bit different. We're the only broker in the area that solely focuses in the construction industry. Bill and I have 25 years plus experience working with contractors, and through that, our team has developed what we call the MRG blueprint. It starts with Working with our clients and understanding the unique exposures they have getting a real feel for it. Listening is very important. Listening to their story, listening to their culture, identifying what they do from a, a risk management standpoint, what their needs are, what type of challenges that they face on a day-to-day basis. So once we have that, we actually do. We go to Bill on the job site, he gets out and takes a look at how they're operating in the field. All of this time, we're putting together a story because we're hired by the contractor to go out and place their insurance. When we have our story together, we put the contractor in the best possible light and we go out and take it to the insurance carriers to develop the pricing. Very important. Even though Philadelphia is booming right now, you see the cranes everywhere. Everyone is just busy. There's not a lot of people in the halls. It's still an ultra competitive business. And one of the things we like to assist our clients in, first, we want to make sure they're completely covered. Basically, that they know their risk and we've transferred it, whether they're transferring their risk through insurance policies or risk transfer through contractual mechanisms. We want to make sure we identify it, but then go out and aggressively price it so that they can be as competitive as possible on bid day.
0: And you referenced something that really caught my ear, which is telling the story of your client. And that has to be really important when you're translating that to the carrier. Because, again, to your point, and Bill, I'm going to turn to you with this, you've been in the field with them, so you know how to tell that story in a way that provides them the best coverage. Sure. So I want to shift gears slightly and talk with you guys about not just your expertise as insurance professionals, which clearly you are but I wanna talk with you also about your role as an entrepreneur, because what's really intriguing is Madison Risk Group is really a new company that you guys founded about five years ago. That's correct. So while you have 25 plus years of experience in the industry, you took your own risk by getting together with your team and saying, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it better, and we're going to do it differently, and we're going to form a new company in 2013, and that's a big risk in itself. Tell us a little bit more about that, Ron, about how you guys were sitting around the kitchen table to, to make that happen.
1: Bill and I have known each other since freshman year in high school, kept in touch over the years. Luckily, we uh, reconnected and uh, we're in the same industry. And we worked for a very uh, large regional brokerage based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but we were still specializing in Philadelphia area construction firms. It was a uh, generalist broker, somebody that I mentioned before, you know, worked with everybody yep. where Bill and I specialed only in contractors. Being where we were at that point in life, we thought, you know what, Philadelphia has a need for a construction-only brokerage where all of the employees at that brokerage live, eat, and breathe construction on a daily basis. Yep. We thought there was a need, and turns out there was.
0: That's great. Bill, any hesitation when you uh, guys got together and said, you know, are we really gonna do this? No, actually, uh,
2: I had was working for Travelers at that point. Okay, and uh, I had taken an underwriting job at that point in time. You know, I was doing all everything was field work for me in the car, driving job site, job site. Yeah, decided you know what, I got to make a change, and I'm going to go and go work for a carrier, and be an underwriter. And I lasted six months in a cubicle. So yeah. I, not being out in the field with the guys was, was rough. And Ron had called. He said, "Hey, let's, I'm ready to go. Let's do it." Yeah. And uh, without hesitation, I did. So it was uh, it was certainly a good move. I mean, Ron and I we started out myself, Ron, Zena Clayman, She's one of our other partners. Mm-hmm. And we were renting uh, some space. Basically, had two offices. Ron and I shared one that was probably slightly smaller than this room here. So, right. And <laughs> which uh, is a
0: very small radio. It's studio. A very small <laughs> station here. So we uh, two big guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so our space was limited. I mean, and, we were, and uh, so it was certainly risky, but you know we were confident in what we could do. We were confident in the services that we could provide to our clients, and we knew that it was something that there was a need for. Yeah, and uh, it's been great, and it's taken off for us.
0: You clearly have had a vision when you were getting together, and Ron, I want to turn to you. When Zena, who Bill had mentioned, and you and Bill sat down and said, you know, we're going to map this thing out. Share with us if there was a moment where you know something just didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. There was a little <laughs> bit of a hiccup up and
1: what did you learn from that the one thing we didn't expect was the difficulty in obtaining insurance contracts with the carriers without a book of business Hmm. so was the one area we didn't really explore because our our confidence was through the moon yeah however uh, sometimes that leads to trouble what we did was we started to contact the carriers and luckily Even though they have parameters set up for contracts with, they want a certain amount of business, and we did not have a a lot of business at the time. Luckily, they knew us from working with us in the past, and we got a lot of free passes from the carriers saying, all right, we're going to waive this requirement. We're going to give you a contract. We believe in you guys and the model.
0: But it wasn't as easy as you thought it was going to be initially. And thanks to your relationships, yep. and to me, I, I'm gonna answer the question myself. I'm a big fan of relationships. And the success we have in life and career are established around the relationships that we have had in our lives, whether it's freshmen in high school yep. that have connected and reconnected and stayed together over your careers, or you know, the experience you had with a carrier that you're putting a lot of trust in you to bring them a book of business that's gonna be fair and reasonable.
1: Matt without question. And and our- Our industry is no different. The relationships that we strike up with our clients, with our carriers, with our safety personnel in the field who are dealing with the safety personnel from the insurance company, it is vital that you have integrity and trust. It's it's probably the number one component you need to succeed in the industry
0: and it's no mistake or no accident I should say that integrity trust honesty are hallmarks of the Madison Risk Group. Bill, I want to turn to you and talk a little bit about that role of an entrepreneur because you clearly have had a pretty eclectic background. I say that only based on our conversation around being in the field in a construction space mm-hmm. and your, you know, experience growing up in the greater Philadelphia region and going off to Millersville and graduating with a degree in occupational safety. What do you think about when you think back on your career, is this the path that you were envisioning that one day you'd be owning a risk management insurance brokerage company specific to the construction trades?
2: I kind of had an idea that I was going to get involved somehow on the insurance side with the safety degree. Yeah, that came a little bit later. I mean, I knew with, with safety that was something I wanted to do. I kind of got lucky. I was a political science major, which I didn't know what I was going to do with that. And uh, someone came to me and said, "Hey, you got to try this OSHA thing, you know? And uh, yeah, you can work on construction with a construction company, but have a management job." And I thought, "Well, I, you know, I love being on the site, so mm-hmm. I jumped on board there and uh, started working for." Uh, I was Raytheon Construction on a hazardous waste site, did that for some time, and then uh, worked for a bridge contractor, stayed involved there, got with Liberty Mutual, and at that point, I kind of knew that the insurance was where I really wanted to go, and... That route was going to take me to multiple different contractors instead of just being a bridge guy or hazardous waste site guy. You know, I could do carpentry, see carpenters. I see roofers, excavators, masons, electrical, HVAC, just about. So every job site's different, yep. every, you know, new project every day. So it, it really was uh, something that didn't take me too long in my career to know that I, I'd made the right decision as far as the safety and the insurance side.
0: And that's got to be a great feeling.
2: It is. I tell Ron all the time, you know, it's one of those things where – you get up in the morning, and you're ready to go to work. You know, you, yeah. There's never a day where I go, i got to yeah. go to work today. You, know, right. you just don't have those days. So.
0: Folks, that's Bill Burke. He's one of the uh, leaders at a company called Madison Risk Group, and Bill's being joined by his colleague, Ron Ebert. They're also high school buddies and acquaintances that have stayed together and reconnected as the years have gone on. And, Ron, I want to turn to you about the name of the company because that's probably one of the hardest things to do is ultimately – end up naming a company, unless you're going to name it one of your own names, right? So tell me the story about how you guys
1: landed on Madison Risk Group. Matt, it's not only one of the toughest things to do, but it's uh, one of, in our case, one of the toughest things to explain. Uh, But you're right. We made a decision early on. We didn't want a, a last name attached to it. And we were going back and forth, trying to figure out a name. We went on the internet. We wanted a name that echoed stability and strength and ethics And they have services out there that will help you along with that. My daughters, Ashley and Tori, actually were pleading for uh, it to be named Ashley or Tori, a risk group. But ultimately, how we got to Madison was uh, we had a beagle named Maddie, and her full name was Madison. Yeah. And they said, why don't we name it after Maddie? And I said, well, that's crazy. And then I started thinking about it. I said, Madison has a a financial ring to it. Yeah. You know what? This is as good a story as anybody else. So (laughs) Madison Risk Group and MRG is how we're known. (laughs) Those girls are geniuses, aren't they? That's for sure.
0: (laughs) 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 That's great. So when you think back on your evolution of your career as an entrepreneur, Really, because that's what I position you guys as, really. Of course, you're working in a certain industry, but you took that risk on your own to open your own business. What do you share with other entrepreneurs about how they can best prepare
1: for or think about taking that plunge to establish their own operation? Absolutely. I think both Bill and I have the same mentality. Whatever occupation or product you're going to sell or create, I think you have to do it with others in mind. It's a true service mentality. At MRG, what we try to do with our clients is make them the hero of the story. Yeah, It's not about us. We try to act as the guide. We have the experience on the risk management side. And risk management, as you noted earlier, is a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. It's something that, uh, and I can touch on this later about on why it excites us, because it's not usually something you hear with risk management and insurance and exciting. But for entrepreneurs out there, Make sure you're serving others with your service because at the end of the day, it will come back to you.
0: Yeah, you got to love what you're doing. And I can just tell you guys have a passion for what you're doing because you are helping other people at the yeah. end of the day and delivering a service for them that is really important and necessary while also running a successful business at the same time. Bill, how about for you? When you think back uh, over the past five years or so and you're giving guidance to a young person who's thinking about starting a career, they could be you know, still in high school or college and they're thinking of navigating their next step. What kind of advice do you share?
2: I know at least in my field, you know, we need more good quality safety professionals. So I've actually even started gearing my kids towards it a little bit. So, you know, they see me sometimes I'm wearing jeans and hard hat, and some days I'm suit and tie and everything. So, you know, I tell them, look, you know, go to a job, try to find something you love to do. And once you find something you love to do, be the best you can be at it. And just enjoy what you're doing. Uh, And don't forget where you came from. And as Ron had said about providing service, I mean, there's companies out there that put themselves out there as service providers. So provide that best service. Never forget that. Always stay with, you know, what you're good at.
0: Yeah. And Ron, I know you were a proud Bloomsburg grad. And share with us what you did next, how you embarked on your career. And then what I'm leading towards here is, how did you know you were in the right place at the right time for you in your industry?
1: Absolutely. I was a marketing major at Bloomsburg University. So I always had a little bit of a sales mentality. Actually had a couple people in my family in the industry. And when I graduated from Bloomsburg in 93, I interviewed with a company called Century Insurance and Insurance Carrier. It was very fortunate. I look back and thank heavens I found Sentry because they provided an unbelievable level of training, which unfortunately is no longer available. Mm. Once I got into the business, after a few bumps in the road, as far as uh, getting my nose bloodied a little bit, I realized that, and I'll touch on it now, it can be an exciting, exciting business. Risk management touches every facet of the trades business on a daily basis, Learning to listen to our clients and present the risk management and insurance side of things to our clients and get them excited about it has been one of the most rewarding achievements in my career. We try to get in there with our clients, explain what's going on. We're protecting your risk. We're maximizing your profits. And oh, by the way, we're giving you a competitive edge in your business at the bid table.
0: Right. That's a good perspective, because I don't think the average observer appreciates that necessarily until you're in that moment. Bill, how about for you? Is there a moment of pride that stands out, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a Madison, although it can be, yeah. uh, over your career that says, you know what, I, I'm really proud of the type of work that I do and the the way I can engage others? So, you know, one of the things
2: that over the years, when we're talking about
0: insurance and safety, we focus a lot
2: on the, the workers' comp, or the general liability, that kind of stuff. And, and years ago, You know, I kind of looked at it and thought, one of the most dangerous things our people do every day is drive to and from work and Mm -hmm. during the day, right? That's right. So I had pitched to our firm that, hey, we really need to start making a heavier focus on this auto side. So I put this uh, defensive driving course together. Basically, I took a class that normally takes eight hours, condensed it down to an hour, and just started kind of going on the road with our customers and and going through it with their fleet. And um, I had done dozens of classes and uh, hundreds of attendees. And probably about maybe a couple of weeks into it, I had gone back to that client for something else, for a site. And uh, one of the foremen came up to me and said, hey, he goes, uh, you uh, you saved my life. I said, what mm. are you talking about? i going to save your life. What? make sense what are you talking about right he goes that thing you told me to do when, when i'm at an intersection where i we, we, when the light turns green to just wait a, count a thousand one thousand two then go he says i did it he goes i never knew about that i never did it before i did it after you told me and a guy came blowing through on the boulevard and he would have t-boned me right in the middle of the intersection right, right. and he's like so i thank you and i thought hey, thank you for listening to so wow. you, know, you always wondered that you consider talking to guys all the time is this guy listen to me is he telling you
0: yeah right so, right
2: but uh so that was a time that i felt pretty happy
0: that's a great example, yeah. and the chances of seeing that individual again, yeah. and him having the confidence to come up to you and say, "Hey, I just want to tell you what kind of impact you yep. had on my life personally," because you know you go through all those programs to lower your rates, you don't necessarily think about how it could potentially save your life Keep one them day. going on. Yeah. So that's a real. It's a little bit of a moment of wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's still, you know, it's still, it's still big exposure, still you know, big issue
0: nationwide. Even more so now than ever. Even yeah. more so. So yeah, absolutely.
1: And at the end of the day, what we find with all our clients. Clients and yep. owners is they want their people going home safe. Absolutely, profit and success is important, but at the end of the day, you want everyone home safe and sound. Yeah, yep. Your people make you profitable. Yeah.
0: So folks, we're talking with Ron Ebert and Bill Burke, co-founders and principals at Madison Risk Group. They provide a variety of uh, insurance and risk management specific to the construction industry, which is really the unique asset that that team brings. I want to shift gears a little bit because we've learned that Ron and Bill are also proud natives to greater Philadelphia. And I'd love to dive into a little bit more about what you both think greater philadelphia has to offer when it comes to the business environment because you know our goal with select greater philadelphia is to tell the story about why this is such a great community to establish and grow a business regardless of the industry sector we often lead with talent but there's lots of other assets that stand out and i'd love to hear your view as business owners and folks who have serviced other businesses in the greater philadelphia region what really pops for you
1: and ron if i could start with you that'd be great it's the mentality of the typical philadelphian uh, we get a little bit of a rough rap sometimes nationally on the sports shows but philadelphians are an accepting people you can get to know them very easily and it is a close-knit community it is a series of neighborhoods and the people are just easy to talk to and easy to get to know so as a business owner especially a, what i like to call a uh, experienced startup like us yeah going out and telling our story we couldn't have asked for any more from the community. A very accepting community.
0: That's great. Bill,
2: yep. yeah, anything I, stand out? I, I would agree, yeah. And uh, the other thing I think I mentioned earlier is it, it seems like in, in the Philadelphia region, the workers care, the trades care about each other. So, you know, union laborers, carpenters, and roofers, I mean, everybody is, it's a melting pot of, of workers that, from what I see, they, they get along pretty well. But again, I think a lot of that has to do with the training and education that they get. And like I said earlier, you know, the younger construction force that's coming up is much better off now than they were maybe 20 years ago in terms of you know, safety training and education and things yeah. like that. And right. you know, when, when job sites are safe and clean and everything's flowing properly, people get along better. It works out.
0: Yeah. So I want to shift and get into a little bit of a topic about change and evolution, if you will, and what we can do better as a business and civic community. And one of the things I like to position this is you guys have a lot of experience in what you do. If you had the ability to change one thing that would make a major difference either in Madison or in the region, or even in your industry sector, is there something that you know keeps you up at night that says, man, if we could just get this one thing right, it would really move the needle for us?
1: I think it's an open communication between even the legislative areas and the actual people doing the work and the citizens of Philadelphia. If there was a maybe a cleaner or more open dialogue, I think a lot more would be accomplished. Sometimes there's agendas that are out there, and that tends to hold up progress.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. For me, you know,
2: I think getting the message out to you know the high school students that hey, you can make a darn good living in yeah. construction. Right. You know, getting the trade. you'll make a good living. Got clients I deal with. These guys are getting out of school. You know, 21, 22 years old. They're buying houses. Yeah. You know, and they're they're working on big projects. And and you know, as opposed to getting out of college. And
0: yeah. A hundred thousand no. dollars in debt. That's exactly um, right.
2: Yeah. And I think that message needs to get out there that you know you can do very well.
0: Absolutely. And I often say life's about options, and and we all know from our experience that college isn't for everybody. And there's a really successful career path that folks can take, many of them, that may not involve college or not traditional college. Certainly some training and some vocational connections that prepare you well to minimize risk in your chosen trade. But certainly to your point, Bill, there's a lot of options out there. And I love the idea of collaborating more as a business and civic community, legislative issues, regulatory issues, we can make them better when we communicate so much better as well. A little bit on the softer side, being both proud natives to greater. Philadelphia, offices in Montgomery County out in King of Prussia, doing work all over the region. What do you love about Greater Philadelphia? And Bill, I'm going to start with you and then shift over to Ron. If there's that one thing that stands out, either as a kid growing up or as a business professional today, that this is like one of my favorite spots.
2: It is. I'm a big sports guy, so I really enjoy the Philadelphia sports teams and you know going to games, tailgating, that kind of stuff. Sure. Certainly like the food. But uh, and then just, you know, being in City Hall area, I mean, this is the birthplace of our nation. So, yeah. you know, the history, it's here. There's so much to see in Philadelphia. You learn something new every day when you're
0: down here. It's so true. And, you know, we often take it for granted being natives here that yeah. there's Independence Hall and there's the Liberty Bell. Mm-hmm. And, and look at those iconic buildings that are standing there. And, Ron, I'm going to give you a little variation. You have some guests visiting from out of town, maybe their colleagues, maybe their family. And they say, you know, what should we do? Where should we go? Where's that place or those places in the 11-county neighborhood that you say, you know what, I have our agenda all mapped out. This is what we're going to do this weekend or this day. we got to go see this, this, and this.
1: Well, depending on the weather, we're going to drive down uh, Kelly Drive and look at Boathouse Row on the way to a Reading Terminal Market. (laughs) Nice.
0: I love that. Top Uh, down?
1: (laughs) Top down. (laughs) And depending on, uh, definitely you have to hit the Constitution Center, which is probably, what, 10 years old now, and some of the iconic landmarks that you hit, but some of the restaurants here. Philadelphia is a world-class restaurant city now. So, you know, you start off with Reading Terminal at lunch, go over to a Vetri restaurant for the evening, and the center city nightlife is is second to none. It is truly a world-class city with historic proportions, and everything started here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So shifting back to the work that you guys do every day that you live and breathe at Madison Risk Group, share with us a little bit more about what you would want people to know about Madison and the work you're doing every day in the construction industry. And Bill, I'm going to start with you and then Ron will wrap up with you as well. For
2: me, I mean, it's just that they would know that Madison Risk Group is MRG. We are construction insurance professionals and that's all we live Live and breathe every day. We work. We have a fun environment in our office where we work. We're a family-oriented organization. We're constantly trying to evolve. You know, as we bring on new employees, one of the things that you know Ron and I really didn't realize we had to do is now all of a sudden we have to develop policies and procedures. And you know, it was just he and I. It was easy to hey, I'll do this, you do that. You know, yeah. now it's well, <laughs> you get a little more structured. We, we got to make some rules. Yeah. So,
1: but yeah, just that we're you know construction insurance professional. That's great. And luckily, Zena is the one that has to uh, come up with most of the rules rules procedures. Yeah. Uh, so, so she's a
0: key partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's the secret to your success, huh? Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah.
1: But yeah, takeaway about MRG is uh, is we only hire experts. Everyone's got construction risk insurance specialist designations in our firm, which is extremely important because our days can change on a moment's notice. A big job happens, one of our clients needs some help. We're either looking at a contract, we're giving them uh, estimates for their bid. So the takeaway there is what Bill said. Absolutely.
0: And I love the focus that you guys have on really protecting those contractors Mm -hmm. and those owners, helping them to manage their risk and and minimize their exposure. And it's one of those things that, again, we often take for granted. We don't think about it until we actually need it, until that light turns green and you're thinking about, you know do I count uh, another second or so before I pull out there and ensure that the risk that I'm taking going through this intersection is going to be the, the right move for us. So, you know, the talent in the greater Philadelphia region specific to the construction industry is really robust. You know, we were talking before about every corner we turn around, there's a crane and there's a talented team of men and women who are building buildings and, and refurbishing and repairing. But the talent also extends into other industry sectors. I suspect it also extends into the insurance professional industry as well. And Ron, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that talent pool structure in insurance.
1: For years, insurance was not- not exactly the number one uh, career path for a seven-year-old uh, boy or girl when they were thinking about what they wanted to do when they grew up. But, right, uh, right. Luckily, many of the universities have established risk management programs. Hmm. They've made it an exciting topic, and luckily, Philadelphia has two of the top risk management schools in the nation in St. Joe's. And temple wow for an employer like us it's a gold mine these students are graduating with a uh, high level of expertise in the industry and it makes it much much easier for us when selecting new employees
0: i love to hear that about saint joe's and temple and other colleges and universities as well because you know one of our fun facts here at select greater philadelphia is we have about 100 colleges and universities in the 11 county region Producing about 90,000 degreed professionals every year and it's a nice balance to what we were talking about before There's a whole path of vocational schools captured in that hundred plus or minus colleges But there's also expert training in the life sciences and in now in the insurance industry It's a really great asset for me personally to be aware of st. Joe's leadership Temple's leadership when it comes to risk management and the insurance industry and I know that there's a, a special initiative that you guys do every year at Madison I think it's a boot camp style uh, initiative that provides some specific training.
1: Absolutely. Each year, this year, uh, was our fourth annual construction executive boot camp. Hmm. We gear this seminar we put on. It's a uh, usually a panel discussion. This past year, we had Jay Wright, Villanova's uh, men's basketball coach, two-time Naismith Coach of the Year. It was a discussion in regards to retaining and attracting leadership to the construction Industry on the panel, we had Henkel's and McCoy, which is a large contractor based in Montgomery County. Sure, a Benchmark Construction, a large general contractor, and uh, it based in Lancaster County, and a uh, the head of the construction division for uh, Drexel University. Mm-hmm. So it was a fantastic event. Jay spoke did what he typically does, interwove his stories into leadership. It was a great event, but the goal of the event is to get these CEOs and CFOs of construction companies together and talk about ideas and best practices to help the industry. Our area, as you noted a little earlier, Philadelphia is very fortunate to have the educational facilities they have and the medicals. We call them the meds and the eds. And we truly expect this region to, in this current boom, outlast the national boom by two years because of that.
0: One of the things that really struck me just now, Ron, is you were sharing that this is the fourth annual boot camp that you're doing for the construction, you know, leadership executive uh, teams, and Madison is uh, just over five years old. So it shows me that you guys are creative enough to come up with solutions for your clients by putting on these kinds of programs that provide information and helps to develop a talent pool. And it's just remarkable that, you know, your commitment and your focus on helping your clients it really stands out by putting on a program like this.
1: Appreciate you saying that it was MRG that, uh, you know, we were sitting around saying, how do we get our name out there? And it kind of is in tune with uh, with our service mentality. So working with a couple other GBCA members, we decided to put this seminar together and each year it's gotten bigger and stronger.
0: It's all about breaking through the noise and you and the team at Madison Risk Group have clearly distinguished yourselves. That's a great role. Thank you, Matt. Hey, this segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by Independence Blue Cross. They're a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at IBX.com. Check out all of our podcasts and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPH. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.